Today's shiur begins at the Mishnah, the lower half of Daf Lamed, seven lines from the bottom. Before we begin the actual text, we glance at the side, we see a no say a topic heading, which reads as follows Hanoder Miyorde Hayam, one who swears, which takes an oath in terms of uh, preventing benefit from Yorde Hayam, seafarers. Miyoshve Hayabosha, people that live on dry land. Hagamor Tidoin al Ech Magdirim Elu Liafo. The Gemara will evaluate how we uh, judge, how do we categorize those that travel, though on the sea, but very short distances from Ako Tiafo. These are two uh, seaside uh, cities in Eretz Yisrael. The Mishnah, Hanoder Miyorde Hayam, one who uh, um, vows uh, not to benefit from those that are seafarers. Mutur Biyoshve Hayabosh, he's allowed to benefit from those that live on dry land. Miyoshve Hayabosha, if he vows uh, not to benefit from those that are land dwellers, Osur miyorde hayam. He is not allowed to benefit from the seafarers. Shiyordayam bichlal yoshvayabosha. Seafarers are considered within the general category of land dwellers. Now there's an expression that follows that is not clear. The Gemara will have to explain what this clause is a reference to. It says, Lo ka'elu shaholchimeako liafo. Not like those that travel from uh, Akko Tiafo to seaside communities in Israel, but rather like someone whose practice is to go at, out to sea at great distances. Rav Popov, Rav Acho, Brei, Rav Iko, Chad Masni Aresha, Vachad Masni Asefa. One teaches the closing phrase. Uh, as a comment on the Reisha, and one teaches it as a comment on the Seifa. The Reisha being the early part of the Mishnah, the Seifa being the latter part of the Mishnah. <clears throat> Fortunately for us, the Gemara spells it all out. Man de Toni Aresha Masni Hochi. The one who uh, attaches this final clause to the Reisha reads or teaches it as follows. Hanoder Miyorde Hayam. Someone who, uh, who vows... Uh, not to benefit from seafarers, he's allowed to benefit from land dwellers. However, from seafarers, no. The, the ban that he impo- the self imposed ban, does not apply. We continue at the top of Omen Base. Though they are sea travelers, the ban does not apply to those that, that sail from Akko to Yafo. They are like land dwellers. They basically uh, um, sail along the coast. They're like land dwellers. When he forswears benefiting from seafarers, he has in mind only those that travel to the high seas. And the uh, version 
that that attaches or explains the closing phrase to the latter part of the Mishnah learns it as follows: One who swears not to benefit from land dwellers, he's not allowed to benefit from seafarers. When we say that his his vow not to benefit from land dwellers includes Yorde Hayam, it's not just including those that travel along the coast. Even those that traveled out to the high seas is included in his vow. Since in the end, they all come back to dry land, even the even those that travel out to the high sea. So his neder, not to benefit from the land dwellers, will include the high sea sailors as well. The Mishnah. Hanoder miroye hachamo, osur af besumin. One who swears not to benefit from roe hachamo, literally those that see the sun, is preventing himself from benefiting even from the blind. In his statement, I don't want to benefit from Roe Hachamo, his intention is Elo Lamisha Hachama Roya Oison, those that are seen by the sun, those upon whom the sun shines, while the sun shines upon the blind as well. Now, how is how does the Mishnah know that? My Taimo, Midolokomar Min Horoyin. He didn't vow not he didn't vow not to benefit from those that are sighted. Had he used that expression, I vow not to benefit min horoyin from those that are sighted, I would have under, then I would have understood that he would be able to benefit from the blind. But he didn't use that expression. So now the expression that he did use. He vows not to benefit from Roye Achamo, from those upon whom the sun shines. Who's excluded by that vow? The, the Gemara explains, La'afuke dogim v'ubrim, to the exclusion of fish and the unborn fetuses. The Mishnah. Hanoider mishchoyre haroish. Osur Bekarchin, Ubale Sevois, person who vows not to benefit from the literally literally means the black headed ones, the uh, ones with black hair. But you're gonna see that that is a literal translation that really doesn't have any bearing on the point of the vow. So one who vows not to benefit from Shoirosh is also he cannot benefit from the bald nor can he benefit from those that are silver or gray or white-haired either. He is allowed to benefit from women and from minors. The term applies only to males. My time, why is he forbidden to benefit from the bald? He spoke about not benefiting from the black-haired. Answer, From the fact that he did not, in his vow, say 
I don't want to benefit from those that have hair. Had he said, I don't want to benefit, I refuse to benefit, I vow not to benefit from those that have hair, he would have been allowed to benefit from the bald. But he didn't say that. He said, And as the Mishnah says, means is a general term referring to adult males. He's allowed to benefit from women and from the minors. The term shorosh applies only to males. My time all answer. More is asking how, why is it that the term shorosh limits you to males and excludes females and the minors? The Gemara explains. Anoshim zimnin de michsu reshayu zimnin de miglu reshayu. Men, males, sometimes their heads are exposed. Michsu means they're covered. Miglu means exposed. Sometimes their hair, their heads are covered, and sometimes their heads are exposed. Avol noshim lioyle michsu. Women, their hair is always covered. Uktanim lioylam miglu. And when it comes to minors. Kids, children, their hair is always exposed. According to the Ran, if this person had in mind, uh, let us say, to uh, include Kitanim, he would have said that I vow not to benefit from the Megule Horosh. But he didn't say that. And likewise, with regard to women, had he, had he intended to uh, ban uh, benefit from women, he would have said, that, those are the terms that are used to, ex, to describe women and children. But he didn't use either of those terms. He used the term The Rashi has a, has a different angle to this. Uh, Rashi says, we'll look at that together in the text of Rashi, when he, this fellow, took the vow concerning Shchorosh, he had in mind adult males. Uh, children, they're not adults, and they don't practice the ways of adults. They're not included in adults. And he's therefore uh, allowed to benefit from children. The next Mishnah. On the side... We have a no say a topic heading Hanoider Min. We have two expressions that uh, I'll speak on a very personal level. Two very confusing words. They're very letter wise. They're very very similar, but they mean very different things. So one who vows, let us say, not to benefit from Hayilodim. Now that word Yilodim Mashma Kvar Noldu. People that have already been born Hanolodim. That implies mashma osudli volate, something that someone that is not yet born. Uh, now those definitions are going to come under scrutiny when we get into the Gemara. Hanoder the Mishnah, Hanoder min hayilodim, one who vows not to benefit from those that have already been born, mutter benolodim, he's allowed to benefit from, from those that are yet unborn at the time of the netter, the time of his vow. Mina Noladim, he vows not to benefit from the Noladim, those that are going to be born. Osir Min Hayilodim, he's not allowed to benefit from those that have already been born. 
This needs explanation, but we're going on in the meantime. Uh, the, and now, another closet is very unclear. Rabbi Meir Matir Af Yilodim. If you take this literally, uh, Rabbi Meir is saying, he's, by, by swearing not to benefit from the Nolodim, he says it's mutter from to benefit even from the Yilodim. Well, even from means from everybody, then. not only this, but even that. That and that it can't mean that. Bachachomim oimrim lo niskavein ze elobemi shedarko lehivaleid. Someone who vowed not to benefit from the noladim, his intention is to uh, prohibit himself from mishedarko lehivaleid. Uh, those that have uh, uh, already come into the world. If we look in Rashi, vachachomim oimrim. Once again, one who was noted from the Noladim, and we're assuming that that means uh, the, uh, those that are, uh, have not yet been born, that will include both. He intends to prohibit himself from anyone whose way is to be born. Chachomim de Seifa Hainu Tanakama. This Chachomim is the same as the Tanakama that said one who vows not to benefit from Nolodim is also from the Yilodim as well. Now the Gemara. The Gemara focuses on the Rebbe Meir statement, which we said is hard to understand as we read the Mishnah. Le Rebbe Meir, who said that one who, uh, let's say, heard, had vowed not to benefit from the Nolim is mutter even if to, from the Yilodim. So Le Rebbe Meir, Velomi Baya, Nolodim. By saying, Af Bayilodim, are you saying that it goes without saying that he's allowed to benefit from the Nolodim? Elomiman also then, from whom is he prohibited? And we're, and we're talking about someone who, who made a vow not to benefit. The Mishnah has been left deliberately terse, and the correct understanding is as follows. One who vows not to benefit from those that have already been born, he is allowed to benefit from those that have not yet been born at the time of the vow. One who forswears benefiting from the ones that are as yet unborn, also by Yilodim. He, he prohibits himself even from the Yilodim. It means everyone would be off-limits to him. Rabbi Meir Omer, Af Hanoder Minha Nolodim, Mutter by Yilodim, Kihechi Denoder Minha Yilodim, Mutter by Nolodim. All Rabbi Meir is saying is that you go according to what the man said. If he vowed not to benefit from the no ladim, from those that have not been born, he's allowed to benefit from those that have already been born. And if he vows not to benefit from the yilodim, those have, have already been born, so only those are prohibited. He's allowed to benefit from the Nolodim, those that have not yet been born.
Omar le Rav Popol Abaye. Lemain Ra, and here the Gemara focuses on the translation, the meaning of those words, no lodim and yilodim. So Rav Popa asks, Abaye, Lemain Ra de no lodim, the misyaldon mashma, are you telling me that no lodim means those that have not yet been born? Elomeato, well, in the following posuk, which says, Shnei bonayach han nolodim lecho be'eretz Mitzrayim, Hachinami de mis yaldon hu. Yankov is speaking to Yosef, referring to his two sons that have already been born in Mitzrayim. Do you mean to say that they are going to be born in the future, but they've already been born? So you see the word nolodim refers to those that have already been born. Velomai dialidu mashma. Are you then saying that Nolodim means that those that have already been born? Elomeato, Dirtivine ben Nolad, Lebeis David Yoshioshmo, Hochinami Dahave. Here you have the word Nolad, and you want you want me to believe that it means those that someone has already been born. Here the Pusik is describing someone whose grandfather hasn't even been born yet. When this posuk of Hine ben Nolad lebezdov Yoshio Shmo was stated, it was stated at a point that Yoshio's grandfather Menashe has not has not yet been born. So you you see that the word Nolad or Noladim cannot refer to those that have already been born. Well, Elomashma Hochi Umashma Hochi. The word Noladim can mean both. It can mean already born, can mean all that have not yet been born. When it comes to the laws of Nidorim, the laws of vows, you follow the way people use the terms. There's the common speech. And in common speech, these words nolodim and yilodim have specific meanings. We look at the Rashi. The way of people is to refer to Nolodim as a reference to those that have not been born yet. And if he vowed not to benefit from Nolodim, so he cannot benefit from those that have not yet as been born, not, not as yet been born. The run adds a, a, a bit more. Uh, what the what the Ran uh, does is he explains the Machlokes, Rebbe Meir, and the Rabbonon. So if we just get a little taste of the Ran, Just like in the Torah, the word Nolodim includes both Hochanami Beloshem Bnei Adam so too, when it comes to common speech, and as we saw in Rashi as well, this is not a third opinion. The Rosh has a different take on this, though. I want to point out the Ran goes on. The Rabbonon are explaining themselves. That 
that in the use of the word noladim, his intention is a, uh, to refer to those that are uh, that that come into being through birth, whether they've already come into being or they will come into being. The Rabbonin's opinion is that the word Nolodim does not have a specific intent. Rabbi Meir disagrees and he says in common speech, Nolodim does have a specific intent, namely those that will be born. Nami and the word Yilodim also the Travayu Modu both agree regarding Yilodim, the Mutabos and Shasim Livoleid. Or Yilodim implies those that have already been born, thereby enabling the vow, the vower to benefit from those that will as that have as yet not yet been born. Tamayo Mishum Loshon Bene Odom, Diluboshan Torah. However, when it comes to the Torah use of these words, Kehi Damashman Odim Kvar. Just like Yilodim is mashma, those that have been born already. Hochinami mashma asidim. The word Yilodim also has a future connotation. So you see, the word Yilod, when it comes to the Torah, can have a dual understanding as well. Now let's turn back to the uh, Gemara, the second to bottom, to the second to last line, Vachachomim Omrim, Lo Niskavein Zeh Elomimi Shedakuli Volei. The Chachomim in the Mishnah that uh, pointed out that um, when you when you vow um, not to benefit from no Lodim, you're including. Uh, those that have already been born and those that will be born, the, 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 those chachomim uh, are now, the, we have to go now to the Gemara text, is Lafuke Mai, who is not included in the vow according to the chachomim. After all, the chachomim said that if you vow not to benefit from no laudim, that includes those that have already been born and those that have not yet been born. They're all usher. So who is not included in that prohibition? La fuke dogim va'oifos. To the exclusion of fish and birds. Fish and birds, reproduction is not described by using the word leida. Uh, fish uh, and birds, they certainly were familiar with birds, how they develop from, uh, from eggs. They hatch forth from eggs. And uh, fish reproduction, likewise, is not referred to by the term um uh leida. If you you notice the uh Ran at the bottom says Lafuki Dog and Boyfish Shame Matil and Bates and they lay eggs Velo Miss Tsiru Bemeimon they are not um formed inside their mother's wombs. As far as the the fact that there are fish that are live bearers, let us just uh, assume that when it comes to Midorim people perceive them as being uh, uh, born forth from eggs. And when it comes to the Loshan of Nadarim, the, the way people use terms, the way people perceive things, is really the determining factor. With that, we conclude our Shior for today.